0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kev Josh and Dr. Laura Ellen. The hounds left all three points in Tampa this weekend, and we're going to look at the numbers and break it all down. Let's go! Well...
1: You have the dog she's there. Camera Mike? Angle,
0: I couldn't like I could I can't lean. So like Laura Allen's here, which is fantastic. Welcome, Laura Allen. Um, Hello. But we don't have like the the tri panel split screen. So like my the camera angles wider and I can't lean out of the shot. And I'm making way more out of this whole like let's go thing that I should. <laughs> I should just like scream right into the microphone on it, but
1: make eye contact with the camera. <laughs> don't don't yes. blink. Say let's go.
0: And then <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> uh Laura Ellen, what's going on?
2: Uh well, let's see. Uh while well, we're talking about the EPL later. Um, you know, it's springtime. It was really hot this weekend, and then there was a really big thunderstorm yesterday, and it was beautiful today. I think like high 60s. So yeah. Oh, we are trugging trucking trucking uh moving along on our goal to get 1000 miles uh and so uh for 2022 and uh i have three sisters two of them have joined us uh on our quest uh my other sister who has not joined us is not allowed to join us because she does a lot of running and does a lot of uh cycling with her fiance and so um i just collectively decided Uh, and, oh, and my two sisters who have joined, they, they walk everything. And so they have decided Mike that because you are only biking that you need to do like 2000 miles or something.
0: Oh, cool. Uh, Great. Well, I, I should should cross 500 later this week. So that might be fair. I'm also not like tracking my steps or anything outside of that. So like,
2: Oh no, well, we're not either. No, this is only extra, like.
0: Oh okay. Activity.
2: This isn't like number of
0: gotcha. miles
2: you walk in a day. Yes. So anyway, but that's going uh great. Um yeah, you know, it's when is it? Oh gosh, it's almost the end of May. That feels like a lot. Um,
0: what uh what has life been like living in like central PA now? Uh
2: you know, Justin and I uh we have discovered that what spicy and i'm putting spicy in quotes <laughs> central pa is mild so um you know uh it's really hard to get vegan takeout. any anything vegan uh so i guess it's good in the in that it saves us money in our you know our budget we can uh, way to find that no no silver lining
3: <laughs> I, well,
2: <laughs> I know right um i can save it to spend it in brighton at the brighton store uh later this year um but it's just you know it's hard when you have a long day and all you want to do is get some like really nice spicy Thai takeout and I think the closest Thai place is probably I'm not even joking probably 45 minutes
0: away from our house which is not worth it so wait wait did you just like subtly drop that you're going to Brighton later this year
2: Oh, yes. I thought this was common knowledge. No. Uh, oh, the okay. shock
0: on her face. It was like, ah, yes. Okay,
2: go ahead. Oh, yes. So, uh, this summer is Justin and I's 10 year wedding anniversary. And so I said, for our 10th wedding anniversary, we are going to Brighton. Uh,
0: we're I just am gonna... taking you to Brighton. Uh, <laughs> you said, yes. but honey, so... what about Tottenham? And you said, Tottenham. <laughs> oh, no.
2: No. Um, Oh no, he is no longer a Tottenham fan. Uh, <laughs> after the whole Super League fiasco, oh, he good. has cut ties oh. with Tottenham, and so we are now a, a Brighton household. We are holistically a Brighton household. So, um, yes, we're we are waiting to buy tickets. Um, we've been, you know, I've been, I am the the money manager of the family, so we've been saving up money every month as you know responsible humans do, and uh, but we are waiting to buy tickets until. Uh, the The schedule comes out for the upcoming season um, and we're hoping to get hopefully two games at the Amex uh, also figuring out um, if we can see some of the women's uh, one, some of the women's t- uh, games and there's some other like lower division teams um, that we're going to go uh, see. Yes and we have been um, teaching our two-year-old how to say up the Albion, which is probably the (laughs) cutest thing. Um, So yeah, we're really excited. Uh, Yes. So yeah, we are spending 10 days in Brighton and it's going to be amazing.
0: That's awesome. now I'm just waiting for Justin to like run into your shot like face painted and like ah! <laughs> just you know. That would going that hard. would
2: not be good because at the time of recording he should be putting a two-year-old to bed. So
0: <laughs> Well, we know that he's watching the feed. So yeah. hey yeah. Justin. <laughs> uh Josh, you you uh you rearranged your office, all new settings there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pretty much the wall you see behind me used to be what my desk was up against. So I I decided I got tired of facing the wall every time I was working and everything like that. So I'm just flipping it around. So now I'm facing the room. So I don't feel like I'm just like in the corner. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also doing a, a walking and not like a mile thing that you guys were talking about, <laughs> but mine's walking to the, the Mordor from the Shire. It's oh, uh, like hey, a thing. Hey, where,
0: how, it, is that? How, yeah, it, how long is that?
1: Um, I don't know what the total is because it does it in like five chunks. The first chunk is I want to say it was a hundred and ninety miles, hundred and eighty miles, something like that. So that's the first chunk that just gets you to Bree. so it gets you from the Shire to Brie. It was a hundred and 100- then the next ninety
0: sh- miles to Brie,
1: <laughs> yeah. I know that's wow. like a long freaking it's mostly through the Shire, so it's fine. It was like, like five <laughs> minutes, you
0: know I
1: mean? <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, it like has another chunk, I think, takes you to like Elrond and like. That, that whole area and then like I can't remember all the chunks because it's so far away from where I'm at right now so okay. I'm just focusing, focusing on Bree right now um, and you that's can great. set your own timeline like how long you want to do it in that kind of stuff and then they give you like a runner's medal after every leg so like the first one looks like it's like a hobbit door on the back of it it has like the ring that you can take off and like use that ring for the rest of the trip and that kind of stuff that's so fun
0: that's it's the most awesome. nerdy
1: way I could think of to do exercises and I'm like that will work. <laughs> But
0: that's so cool. That's like a that's a yeah. novel idea. I like it. Yeah. Kev, are you counting your steps?
3: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I know you like get out and run and stuff.
3: Yeah, I, but you know, I don't log it. I just you know <laughs> maybe I should. I don't know. Maybe I should create something, but no, I just I'm boring. I just you didn't create like... a fellowship for my uh, my walk
1: to <laughs> Mordor. <laughs> there you go.
3: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: I'll give you a link. You can read up on it.
2: You
1: <laughs> Maybe, can you can yeah.
2: join uh, Steve and I on Strava.
3: He, here's the thing. I just I like you know. I just try to like I don't want to do anything. So like I don't, like minimal you, work. So like you, run and that's it. I don't want to like run and then have homework on my run.
0: Like I just want to just do it and just that
3: and just enjoy it. I don't know. Live I was gonna, we're all different.
0: I thought <laughs> you know. I thought you were just coming across as like depressed after this weekend, and I was gonna say it's okay, Kev. You oh no, Champions League, it's all right.
3: <laughs> no, I'm okay.
0: <sighs> we'll we'll get to that later yeah, yeah. in the show. Um, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, this week. So apologies if the show goes longer, or if we just choose not to talk a lot about this game in Tampa because <laughs> it's no fun. Um, but let's let's turn the page just a hair so that we can get to the good stuff. Um, obviously, Hounds lost to Tampa three to one. Alex Dixon scored the tenth minute. Thought Rovi was going to score in the fourth minute, and then there were three unanswered goals from Lacava, Fernandez, and Lucky. So. Um, First and foremost, the pizza oven was dead wrong. I mean, we we talked about this a little bit on the last show. We we're like, "Lily, special. And I was like, yeah. So I literally made a pizza and put pierogies on it, which actually wasn't bad. Um, you would think that like the sensation of, yeah, you guys are all shaking your head. The sensation of like, you know, mashed potatoes on pizza would be like nasty, but it actually wasn't terrible. Um, but way off by what? Three goals. So um, Yeah, we're going to have to try a little bit harder in our prediction this week. So, I don't know. Guys, um, Laura, Ellen, I know you only watched the first half and then you went to bed because of Borden. Was there anything that you saw in the first half that you found to be encouraging? Any takeaways?
2: Uh, I didn't even watch the entire first half. (laughs) I I, uh, was like, you know, this is really not how I want to spend my evening. I'd rather go to bed. I mean, in fairness, um, I got up early because I thought I I had a trail that I was going to do that was going to be a 20 mile bike ride. And then I ended up taking the wrong trail for 10 miles. Anyway, it was like a whole thing. And then I, uh, my parents are downsizing, so I helped them pack. So physically, I was just exhausted, which was part of the reason I was like, I'm going to go to bed. But also, I just, maybe it's, you know, the the contrast, right? you 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 can only... There, you can't help yourself, it seems, but compare the different teams that you follow. But it's really hard to watch when Brighton has also not spent a ton of money, but their coach has been able to be creative and find ways for them to win. And then, right, it's not fair. It's not fair to compare a Premier League team like and a US all champions man. Here we go. But, like, but I'm just
0: Third like, really?
2: <laughs> I, but anyway i don't know i was just like this is just bleh i just i had no i felt so mediocre about the whole thing i don't and, know and that me- may make me a terrible fan but no, i no, don't listen, care. listen. I feel.
0: grubba grubba made it he uh, matt grubba communications director for for the hounds um he tweeted out that like the 30 minute later start time makes all the difference in the world. And like, it really does. Like we got to seven 30 and I was like, Oh my God, I feel so much more tired. Like what is going on? So I get it. Josh, how are, how are you guys? You were at bulldog. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. went to a watch party at bulldog. Um, had a pretty decent turnout, actually hung out most of the game with, uh, an Academy kid. I think his name was, I want to say it was Alex um and then his get, mother you gotta
0: give him give him a proper shout out man i'm like... I, I feel bad because i can't recall <laughs> the name
1: <laughs> but... is
3: he is he old enough to drink no no it's, it's, right. it's, it's a pub. <laughs>
1: there's food it's fine um, <laughs> there's actually a lot of kids there um but yeah so it hung out with them and we pretty much just talked the whole time about like the academy and what they're doing and you know, the, the way soccer is in America, it was a really fun time and just having a conversation. But the whole time we're watching the game, obviously, and just like, uh, this is not great. Thought for the longest time, I mean, by the longest time, I mean, until the 36th minute. I was like, oh, we got that goal super early, like last time. And now we just have to ride it out, you know, feeling the Lily special coming. And then you just kind of felt it after that goal in the 36th minute. You're like, I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to even get a point out of this game. Like, it did not feel confident after that. Uh, and then, sure enough, later on, getting the uh, second goal for Tampa in the second half, it's just like, no, okay, I don't, I don't see them coming back. Like, I just never really had confidence in the team this whole game after uh, the first Tampa goal.
0: Kev, how did you feel? Uh, a
3: little different. Um, I thought for the first half, it was pretty even. I think we we controlled you know, chunks of the first half and then Tampa controlled chunks of the first half. And it felt felt pretty even, uh, both, you know, obviously score-wise and, and kind of how, how everything played out. I mean, in particular, I I thought we started amazing. I I guess before I, before I get into like details about it, I'll caveat by saying I was impressed. I was impressed by Tampa. I thought they'd be worse. Um, and they were better than I thought they'd be. Um, so you know, whatever. Take that for what it's worth. Um, but even still, I thought you know we Rivera hits the hits the post. Um, I, there there might have been like a a hint at what's to come when Rivera hits the post, and then immediately after Tampa tries to counter, and Ordonez uh, Ordonez pulls down DeSantis and he gets a yellow. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me! Like that was his first foul of the game, four minutes in it wasn't like it was he was the last defender they were still like 15 yards into the tampa's half and Ortonius gets a yellow i was like you gotta be kidding me and so like from then i was like i have a bad taste in my mouth this is <laughs> like but uh um i mean i you know so anyway but, but you know we we play well still after that dixon gets his goal and i think we you know we're creating chances and then i think just you know the momentum swings a little bit in tampa to kind of take over and I think after that they just felt probably more confident as they grew into the game and we felt maybe a little less confident as we kind of grew out of the game. Um but I think I don't know. I think it was one of those where I think it could have been it could have been a draw. I think 3-1 kind of flatters them. I mean, we're pressing at the final, you know, in the final 5 minutes or or so and they get a goal in stoppage time. So it could have easily been 2-1. Um, and even at that, we could have put away some chances. They could, you know, so, you know, they're, they're a better team than I thought. And it just, it just turned out to be one of those games where, you know, they, they took their chances and we didn't.
0: Yeah. Mark on uh, Facebook somewhat disagrees with you. He said, (laughs) wow, we were lucky due to some big saves not to be down three to one after the first half. I'm not pointing that out to necessarily counteract what you're saying, but I do think that Jamali Waite. Um, is someone that we need to talk about because I think that, uh, especially if you listen to Hounsey last week, they were sort of talking about him a little bit and sort of the whole rotation with Silva. We were sort of talking about who do you think it's going to be? And I think we all sort of thought it was going to be Silva. So once again, wait, gets the start. Um, you know, he, he did keep it at one, nothing for a while. And in all honesty, I don't know if you can, and I'm waiting for Kevin to cringe here. I don't think you can entirely fault him for the goals that went in. I mean, the first one was sort of a mad scramble off a the corner. Then he got chipped one-on-one. And then the last goal, literally the last defender back was Kenny. And it was one-on-one with the keeper. And he got beat there too. So he made some saves. Yeah, he made I think some that's reasonable, saves. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, he made two s- saves. I mean, was that the official they stat They were good number? saves.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking at shots. Tampa had five shots on target and they scored three. So two, two of the shots on target didn't go in. And so, you know, and um, that that misses options where maybe he comes out and is aggressive and claims across or something, you know? So, and uh, yeah, I, I remember one save in particular when I think it might've been still one nil us or nil nil where, yeah, he like one of their players is kind of, kind of, one on one, they're inside the eighteen. Our player, our players are on him, but he makes a kick save and kind of kicks it out. It was a good save. It was a good reactionary save. And it, no, I think yeah, I thought he had a, a pretty good game. He saved, he saved too.
0: <laughs> Do you think that he did enough to warrant a start this week in my? Stop Miami asking me these questions. I, I have no interest <laughs> in the goalkeeper. <laughs> debate. You typically have like I've, the hot takes of the keeper. You hate them all. always. because you just asked me. You know?
1: <laughs> I don't think just, he did. Just, I don't think he had enough to start the next game. I think we're gonna see Silva back in that personally.
0: Yeah. Laura Ellen, do you have a do you have a vote in this race? As a as a former I keeper?
2: Yeah, I mean I think there are so many right, it's complicated, which is not the cop-out answer, but right. It's how you're on my
3: side. You don't want to, you don't (laughs) want to. I mean, it's what
2: does, what does practice look like? What is the level of trust between each of the goalkeepers with the defenders? Um, What are their strengths? How do their strengths play into the offense of whichever opponent, right? I mean, there are so many, you know, how is Lily feeling? that day. I I don't know. I'm not in the locker room or in Lily's office trying to figure out how he makes these kinds of decisions. And so, but I mean, I saw somewhere in someone made a comment in one of the chats, right? Like if it's not, if it's one-on-one, who else is responsible? And honestly, as a goalkeeper, if it's one-on-one or if it's a penalty kick, like they're supposed to score, right? Like it's, the offender always has the striker always has the advantage in that. And so it's luck, skill, whatever you want to call it. If that goal doesn't go, if the ball doesn't go in the back of the net. And so I don't know. Well, I mean, I I don't like, I don't have any kind of feeling like, it's not like other seasons where I'm like, Oh, this keeper is my, this is the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. And and Steve mentioned at the press conference last week after the game um, against who do we play El Paso that Lily even said as much that, you know, Silva made the save on the PK and Lily was like, eh, you know, you can kind of chalk that up to luck. Like you guess the right way. Like there's not there's not that much, you know, that you, that you can read into a PK save like good for him. But like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. Um, I think my biggest takeaways from this game had less to do. With what was on the game. I think a number of people pointed out in the chat that the guys just looked tired. Like for whatever reason, the weather really seemed to trash them, which if you looked at the temperature, like it was like 80 degrees, like it, now the humidity might've been through the roof, but it was like no different than it was here. So this isn't like 95 degrees and hundred percent humidity, but they just look tired. Um, and, and ultimately there were a number of us, we had our chat and we just said it, the, the end result just kind of felt disappointing. Like, it was just... And I think the, the narrative that, that sort of has gotten stuck in my head has really been two things. I think, one, this is now the second team in a row that... Or I shouldn't say in a row. This is the second team in the East that I think we've all been really excited to try to see the Hounds test themselves against. I think whenever you whenever you're establishing the hierarchy especially going into the season of like who was going to be the top teams in the East. I think you always talk about Louisville. You always talk about Tampa and you talk about us. And then there's always some other team that's in there to, to round out the top four and to see us perform against a, a team like El Paso, like the top scoring team in the league and hold them goalless or, you know, some of the other games from earlier this season where we go out and absolutely dominate to the point that, you know, we were a few games in and we were like, this team looks and beat, we're going to score four goals every single game to like go and have the struggles that we have against a Louisville or a Tampa is just, it's just maddening. Like I don't know if it's just that mentally we can't get over that hurdle and take it it, and take it to them or what it is. But both of those games, we just look completely flat. Like if we went out and we put in a really tough game and we, we fought hard for 90 minutes, we lost great, but this is just not the case in both of these games. And it's just like, so are we just destined to be like third, fourth all the time, or what? So I don't know. I think yeah, we'll I, see. We'll think...
3: see what the what the home games are like against these teams too. Both of them were away games. Um, you know, if if we put in similar performances when we're at high mark, then you know maybe maybe something is there. But no, it is it it's unfortunate because yeah, like you said, you want to see how you stack up against the. The what we perceive as the better teams in the Eastern Conference, we haven't done it, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm the outlier here. I don't think we were entirely flat for 90 minutes. I thought we started okay. Um, and, and created I, think, some chances I think we and, were,
0: I think we we're okay for 30, and then it was just like downhill from there.
3: So I also question
1: like, there's only certain things you can control as far as like if you're Lily when it comes into like during the game, and the substitutions i was i was really curious why we waited so long for like bringing dane kelly bring like i felt like if we're losing bring in strikers which he did i mean what when did he bring in um like the three players it was uh he brought in kelly in the 68th minute i i actually thought that was a little bit late yeah <laughs> like i was expecting it like I was going to have changes like,
0: okay, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, Dane Kelly, he's basically one goal back in the golden boot race. He's literally only played half the minutes Danny Griffin has. So he's averaging a goal every 82.3 minutes, which is the best in the league. And you know, I don't know when, when, when we're, I, I totally get, I think Dequa is a fantastic player. I think I think the roles are slightly different. I think that Dequa is brought in to be the holdup guy to drag Dixon and Cicerone up the field and get them into attack more than Dequa one on one. Kevin, you're shaking your head, so I'd love to hear a rebuttal. But no, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you gotta be giving Kelly more than twenty to thirty minutes a game. And he's just been used as this like impact sub here the past few games. And it's like, come on, man. Like he can put goals in the net. That's why we that's why we paid the big bucks for him. I, well, I mean, wonder, I wonder if Lily... Oh, go ahead.
2: Well, I I think we talked about this earlier. If there are some lingering injuries or tweaks that we don't know about, right? Like, I think that's the... And how old is he, right? Like, I 31. Mean, okay. Not quite as old as I thought. But, um, you know, I just <laughs> wonder... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I just wonder if there are some injuries or something that we are just not aware of, and that's why the minutes are reduced. Um, I also, I, like, I don't know how much this matters, but why wasn't there a hydration break, right? And who like, gets to it. make that, right? I would imagine Tampa, even this early with how, how hot the temperature was, right? You would guess that the heat index was pretty high, so why not have, anyway, that kind of diverges from where you were going, but um, those are just things that I keep thinking about.
0: Kev, did you have any additional thoughts on Kelly? No, I mean, other
3: than, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to tell, it's hard to know, um, you know, w- whether or not Lily has the next x games kind of planned out for how he wants to rotate and bring in people um i think i think lily maybe more than other managers or other teams that i'm exposed to prefers to play specific players for specific situations i think sometimes managers will just be like look these are the best people in training right now these are the best people in form and I'm playing them um I don't know. I have a. I, it just seems like Lily might not do that kind of thing, it, it, other than maybe in the home stretch of the season, or the playoffs or something. So I don't know if he's still kind of. I mean, you know, it's it, we are still relatively early in the season. I, you know, who knows what he what he's doing about like feeling feeling players out and everything. Um, but it it is a little odd. I mean, I when I was shaking my head, I I don't think I I slightly push back on the dequa as a more kind of hold-up player I I think he's you know what Dixon has said on the podcast that like you know dequa is like the fastest person that we have and and you know I I, I think he still wants to be a poacher and lead the line um and not that that's all he can do but yeah
0: no know. and I I don't I wasn't saying that that is all he can do I I think it was just yeah. more of it seems like that has been his role, you know, more back to goal, get the ball, have guys running at you and dish off. And I don't know if that's just our, I don't know if it's a distribution problem. Like we're not working the ball up the field as methodically as we'd like to get him into better scoring positions and we're just playing long balls or what, but
3: sometimes he, he does look a little isolated and, and maybe that's, he kind of has to play that game.
0: Um, whereas, yeah, maybe Dane Kelly has more, you know,
3: support around him or
0: something. Yeah. Yeah. JF just made the comment in the chat that, uh, I think there's a plan to have this team to be informed for the playoffs to make a championship push and everything is geared in that direction. That might be the case. I think, you know, Lily has openly said, um, that, uh, you know, um, sorry, I, there was another comment here and I accidentally clicked it and then I was like, no, that's good. So Steve mentioned in the press conference last week that it's pretty, pretty clear that Bob, um, didn't start players versus El Paso because he wanted them to be fresh for Tampa. And I do think that there is this sense of this is a grind. And I wouldn't be surprised if Lily has a number of points that he hopes to have by the end of the Detroit game. And like, it's just kind of like, let's get through this because there's a lot of tough teams and we got to work our way through it. And like, you know, dropping three points in Tampa might still get us to that average point total that he's looking for. And we're fine. So, um, any other thoughts on this one? I mean, it's it's overall just frustrating to me. That's all. Nothing. Cool.
3: De could have done a little better to like Ardo or De Santos on the first goal. He was a little iffy. On the he corner. was kind of
0: on the ground, like um, shimmying his butt to get close to the ball. Like yeah. I, I don't know, he was kind of pushed down too. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that like, like you mentioned the Ordonez yellow card, like straight yellow. And I joke. mean, there were times I, I was there I were was times so that Deepwell was getting like <laughs> body slammed to the ground and the refs like, yeah, yeah on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. come on,
1: man. And then we had uh, the other dos Santos diving dos yeah. Santos. Uh, doing yeah. his shenanigans and reminding me of what I liked about him when he played for Pittsburgh, but what I hate about him <laughs> <not> any time else. <laughs> Just like, up, he went down, look at that. Uh, how big is that guy? How easy does he go down? That's weird, huh? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Freaking Duba. All right. Um, Laura <laughs> Allen, so last week, I took a real amateur approach at stats and threw some stuff up on the screen. And I was like, this doesn't tell us anything. And Kevin tried to salvage. It was like, maybe it does. I don't know. Um, to be very clear, we're not trying to be our buddy, John from, um, you know, USL stats, uh, this is sort of a different approach to like how we look at things. And you, after hearing us struggle, I guess is the polite way to put it last week, you put together some stats and you sent me your slide deck and you were like, here, we're going to do this. And we're going to try to make it not boring. And so the goal was really like, if we're going to look at stats this early in the season, is there anything that is just interesting, like that we can pull out from that. And so with that, would you like me to sort of click through your imagery here for those who are watching live well, and, uh, or what do you, how do you want to do this?
2: Well, let me just start by saying that um me opening my big mouth was how I got on to this podcast and got involved <laughs> with Mongols in the first place. That's very so this true. feels pretty <laughs> on brand. Um So I think, I, yes, so I prepared some slides and I showed them to Justin. Uh, okay, well, don't put that up yet. Put that back down. So, and he said they were boring. So, if they are boring, it's his fault and not my fault. Okay. Nice. Um, so, he, he
0: I, also I has I'm, to live with you. So, <laughs>
2: no, he would tell me if they were boring. Uh, uh, so, uh, I know that Kevin does a lot of data analytics for his, you know, day job. And so, uh, Kevin, we're going to just kind of take a step back and and think much more simply. Um, So I put together some graphics for the people who are watching um, and we can post them. I mean, there's nothing fancy here, but I'll talk through them because this is a podcast and we're primarily audio. Okay, so uh, now you can put up the first one, Mike.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: So um, I just figured we'd start with uh, some ground things so that uh, the stats people don't come at me uh, for anything. Because what I don't want to do is I don't want to misrepresent the data, um, what we have. And so I think it's important. So we have only played 11 games. And the information that I have access to is grouped by game. So anything that happens within a context of a game, whether it happens in the first minute, the 80th minute, it all looks the same. And so what I can't see or what we can't see is what's directly related to a particular outcome. So a goal or um, a specific pass or a red card, I can't see what leads up to those things. Um, And so uh, just kind of keep that in mind. And everything that I pulled is publicly available from the USL website. So if you don't like it, you can go on the usl website and uh talk to them okay um so oh can you uh put it down for a second because i wanted to have uh sorry uh i wanted to have a quick conversation about moneyball so uh, maybe people remember the movie that came out i don't know how long it was long ago it was called moneyball and so
0: how can we forget
2: uh, oh was he in it okay i think i saw (laughs) (laughs) okay um Great. Uh, uh, But you may remember uh, from the movie Moneyball that they used a lot of analytics and things to figure out who were the best players. Okay. So in baseball, we have discrete occurrences. So we have at-bats, right? And so it it makes things much easier because for every at-bat, you can say, okay, when this person is at-bat and this person is pitching, this is the kind of pitch that they did, right? This resulted in a a home run or a, uh, I don't know, single, double, triple, there it is, uh, RBI, you know, whatever. It's much more discreet. As I uh, said, that doesn't exist for soccer unless someone wants to like sit and try and figure out how passes are discrete occurrences. It's not really possible. And so that makes it really d- difficult for us to look at any kind of data, but especially the data that I have and say, Okay, this uh, causes this. So, you know, because it's just frequencies, right? Um, hmm, yes, it's just like the number of times that something happened, right? It's not this pat, this long pass was connected to this foul, which was then connected to you know whatever the thing. Um, so, just because that's not how the data are set up. Okay, all right. So uh, let's do graphic number two. Thank you. Uh, Please interrupt me. Okay, so what did you do, Dr. Ashcraft? And I should say, I do have a PhD, uh, which may or may not be helpful in this particular instance. Uh, Maybe not. Anyway, so what I did, uh, for those of you who care, I ran a bunch of Pearson's correlations. And so like I said, I took all the data that are publicly available by team. So, okay, I could have looked up DEGUA and said, okay, what are Dequa's specific statistics? But I, I don't have time for that. I, I barely have time for putting this together. Uh, just kidding. I, I did it uh, with all my time. Um, yes. And so then I ran correlations. And so what correlations tell us are what things, for example, shots go with, and I'm putting go with in quotes, other things like passes, right? Remember, these are at game level frequencies uh, that occur. And so what this can tell us um, is how strong the relationship is or, or how strong the frequencies kind of hang together. And so you'll see some numbers, and I'll say the numbers is allowed for folks who are listening. If it's 0.1 to 0.3, we consider that a, a weak correlation. 0.3 to 0.5 is a moderate correlation. And anything greater than 0.5 is considered a strong correlation. Correlations can run from negative one to one. Um, and so um, I only included statistically significant correlations. So all these correlations are greater than 0.5 um, that made kind of conceptual sense. Of course, things like, um, uh, shots and shot accuracy hang together, but you know, that kind of can make sense. Um, and again, these are at the game level. So that doesn't necessarily mean that the factors that I'm about to talk about directly relate to a specific outcome. Any questions, <laughs> comments, concerns? No. So far, so okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So let's go, so I looked at three different outcomes or three different uh, variables. And so what things are correlated with winning? Okay, so the first one we have here is goals, duh. Right, okay, there's nothing too exciting there. Um, Long passes, okay, so that seems a little less obvious. Remember all the things that are listed here are statistically significant. Um, I didn't include anything that wasn't statistically significant. and so this kind of makes uh, less, it, it seems less obvious, but I think for folks who have watched uh, the Riverhounds play, it kind of makes sense, right? We tend to uh, pass out of the back. Um, and so things that would be considered long passes uh, from a sus- you know, from a, a data collection perspective. And I have no idea how they define long passes. So you can take well, that I, up with the uh, so Oh, go I was going to say,
0: my, no, my you question-
2: You can pull it down if you want to ask a question. I can't uh, it's see okay. anyone's faces.
0: Okay. That's okay. No, I'm getting- um, No, my question is, so right now it's saying that, the, like the long passes correlation is 0.67. So, uh, I mean, does that- Don't potentially-
2: interpret it any further.
0: <laughs> okay, so, I was going to so say, does I that say- potentially imply that like we're getting- a significant amount of our goals from crosses?
2: Nope. Nope. So this is looking at winning. So this is saying all the games that we've won this year, uh, there tend to be more longer, uh, a higher number of long passes in the games where we win. So so this is saying that they hang together is, is sometimes how we describe it in the research world. Um, so you can see that also being at home, uh, hangs with, right? Uh, Kind of in quotes there, being at home hangs with winning. Uh, It's correlated with winning. Um, I believe we're undefeated at home. So that makes sense. And then there's a whole bunch of um, factors around shots. So the number of shots, shots on target, shots outside the box, and shooting accuracy. Again, these things, again, it makes sense, right? If you're winning games, you uh, are probably shooting the ball pretty accurately because that's how you're going to get goals, right? Uh, this also says that when we tend, well, again, tend, uh, with a higher number of shots inside the box, uh, we tend to win, right? Win. Um, but let me say that these factors do not predict winning, nor do they cause winning that is that is not what I'm saying here. We are simply saying what are the kinds of things that hang together
0: spoken like a true statistician
2: <laughs> Well I just want to be right I just want to be really clear about what we are saying and what we aren't saying. okay right. so let's go to the next one okay so that's winning and that's kind of interesting again, we've only played 11 games and we haven't even won all of those games okay so let's talk about scoring goals. Now what I will say is um, this is uh, just, the number of goals per games, right? So, uh, for the data folks out there, I had 11 lines of data and each of those were a a game. So if we scored four goals in that game, anyway, uh, hopefully that makes sense. Okay. So, um, shots on target again, feels pretty intuitive. There, um, shooting accuracy again feels intuitive wins. Okay, we're kind of going back and forth here. The thing that I thought was kind of interesting were the aerial duels. And so what this is saying is that the aerial duels and the number of goals that we score, that when one goes down, the other one goes up. So they're um, negatively correlated with each other, which is what that is telling huh. us. and It's 0.69, which is which kind of interesting. Um,
0: but wait, wait. I yeah. think what's interesting about that is that's not saying that there are less balls in the air. That's saying that we there's a weird correlation between the number of aerial do aerial duels that we lose and the number of goals that we score. Correct. So in theory, yeah. if we had less aerial duels that we won, <laughs> in theory, we could score more goals. If I'm if In, I'm putting on my dunce cap and trying to <laughs> figure if out you what this wanted is doing.
2: to really stretch the interpretation of what the data are saying, one could say that. I am not saying that because right. that is beyond the scope of the data that I have access to. Uh, but yes, I see where you're going uh, with that. So I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: I, I um, feel like there's a story around that that we could tell, like you know. If you're losing headers, but the ball's dropping to your feet more because you didn't go up for—I—I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we, and again, could, I don't
2: know yeah. what they—I don't know how they define aerial duels one. Um. Anyway, because that it feels subjective. Right. To me, well, all of this is kind of subjective. Um. Anyway. Uh, except maybe goals but even then uh, were they on side or were they offside I do not know okay um again I am not saying that these things predict goals or they cause goals they're they just again they hang together okay and then one more uh before I bore you all to tears so what are some things that are correlated with crossing accuracy um Corners um, have a statistically significant um, or statistically significantly correlated with crossing accuracy, but you can see that it's uh, 0.54. Oh, I realized I haven't been reading them. Well, for people listening, you can go on Twitter or you can rewatch the YouTube video. Uh, So it's 0.54. So it's actually right on the cusp of what we would consider um, a strong relationship. Um, So that's kind of um, interesting. Um, Home. Uh, which I don't exactly know what this means or if it means anything or, um, if it's just kind of the style of play or that we tend to be more successful, uh, when we play at home. And so our crossing accuracy is higher. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. And again, um, as you can see shots, it, it kind of makes sense that factors, uh, or, or um, yeah, these different points really are, are shots, shots on target, shots inside the box, shots outside outside the box. It kind of makes sense that that again kind of hangs with crossing accuracy, uh, just because of the style uh, of our play. Um, so yeah, so that's all I had to share. Um, so it may seem interesting, it may seem incredibly boring, uh, you know you could skip ahead. I guess it's too late at this point. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting to think about how uh, the data that are available to us can help us think about the river hounds. can help help us to think about how we're playing. Um, Obviously, I know I put a lot of caveats in there. um, But I also think it's really important that um, a lot of the important work that Jess and I were talking about this, a lot of the important work that uh, John at USL Tactics, Tactics does is he takes a, a little bit more, not always, but he talk he takes a little bit more of a qualitative approach. And so what he'll do is he'll pull out and say, okay, these were kind of the factors that led up, these were the key plays or key passes that led up uh, to a goal and does that a little bit more in a, in a qualitative way. And so um, how we like to think about... Um, research kind of broadly is by both using the numbers, you know, and correlations are like very low level statistics, but you know, how we can use the numbers and the qualitative story, the things that we're observing the, the uh, dynamics or camaraderie amongst the team, like how well are they encouraging one another after mistakes are made um, those kinds of things um, that you can't capture or capture well uh, in numbers. Um, uh, Steve is trying to get me to talk about my discussion section. Steve, you don't even want to read my discussion section. <laughs> uh, it's another podcast. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, so that's what I have. I'm happy to take any comments.
0: Well done. Yeah, gonna... mark. Very good. Very good. Very good. Here's Here's my question for you. So, I think that I probably understood maybe half of that. So if you were to, and that's no fault of yours, I literally I took a stats class. I'm my degree is in electrical engineering, so I don't consider myself to be like stupid. But I took a stats class and I was like, whew, like over, just I can't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, if you, it, it, after all of the work that you did, was there anything that jumped out at you and you were like, oh, like that could be something, or was the end result of it like? it's all kind of interesting but it's still kind of too early to like notice any sort of real trends
2: yeah so i i uh for the stats people i mean i started throwing stuff in just uh regression models because i was like what is going to but then i'm like wait you have 11 observations that is not a wise thing to do like you you couldn't even do that right you would submit that to like a peer review paper and they would laugh at you um so um right i have a tendency to want to read more into the data and uh say oh this is causing this or this but but i think i came away a little sad because i was like oh I wish I was following a baseball team
0: because there's (laughs) so
2: much data there and you could, then you could make these inference inferences. Right. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how things change over time, over the course of the season. Um, And if, you know, if our home record Tends to just really be strong. Like, what is it about playing at high mark other than steel army? Right. The steel army is not a variable uh, that I have, uh, you know, that I can quantify in any meaningful way. Although maybe Josh that tree. is right. Right, Josh can quantify <laughs> this. will quantify it. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, I I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes over time, especially as we have more away games, uh, because that's what I was. You know trying to look at as well um and hopefully we can have some different outcomes in away games because having three losses away really kind of screws up you know any kind of relationship uh that you want to have uh more globally so For that sure. did not answer that was a, a walk around your question <laughs> that's uh, cool. not answering it
0: that's all right um Kev, did you have any thoughts josh
3: I mean, I was just gonna say you've instantly done more work than I've done all season uh, for the podcast. So that's great. Only a season—that's um, a pretty generous. I, I was season. gonna <laughs> say, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I mean, just commenting on, like, yeah, I, I like, I agree with you. you said, like, you know, you, you, you wish, like, you wish you watched baseball or something because it's easier to, like, to do. It. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's the continuous nature of soccer makes any kind of analysis of it really, really difficult. And I think that's why um, kind of modern analytics teams, you know, big clubs have modern analytics teams that do incredible stuff with resources. I mean, they, from my limited understanding of, of it, they try as best as they can to break it down into discrete moments in the game with things like Um, like xg or like packing metrics for uh, like passing statistics of like you know how many players of the opposition are you taking out of the game with a pass or something and and so like take you know just tons and tons of information and, and and try to say okay in other discrete moments in the game where the players are set up and organized in this general structure what happens when the player is on the ball and like and then you can say like oh like you know kenny forbes is so much better at this than you know Revere or something. Um, that's just really hard to do, <laughs> and like, and you have to do it for like yeah. And so, but yeah, it's it's. I think there's still really interesting things like Laura Allen just illuminated us too, to, to, to be found. So yeah, it's it's cool. It's difficult, but it's really cool.
2: Thank you. I'm sorry, I don't have the full <laughs> Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool analytics team. Uh, is it was it Liverpool? Oh no, yeah, right no. It's like- or was that Arsenal? I can't.
3: Yeah. Well, I, so I know, um, uh, so Google's AI lab, based out of London, the founder and like president of it, uh, is a lifelong Liverpool fan. And so he, one, one day he, they got a call from like Liverpool. And he's like, he's like, absolutely. He's like, I'll do whatever you want. Like, like, you have, you have the resources of Google's, you know, most advanced AI lab in London. Yep, we'll work with you. (laughs) Wolf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool story, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Josh
0: is like, there's another team in Liverpool. You know. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Okay. fine. (laughs) Help them. They obviously need the help. Seriously. (laughs) So funny. Gosh. Oh, man. Um, well, we keep alluding to, like, we're going to get to Premier League stuff. Let's just get through a few more things in USL, and then we'll, we'll wrap up here with the Premier League stuff. Real quick, since we started looking at the table, let's look at the table again just to sort of see where things are at. I think the big surprise, Memphis is now top of the table. Granted, they've played 11 games, but Louisville has now dropped two in a row. Uh, Hounds now sit in fourth. Behind Detroit, so that game in two weeks is even bigger. Laura Ellen, I know both of our crews will be there, you know, valiantly trying to cheer them on as well. So hopefully everyone else shows up for the uh, for the Detroit match. That's going to be a big one. But um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think you know a lot of the comments that people are making in the chat about like you know would we rather be where we I think Liz said would we rather be where we are right now or lower down the table because it's early in the season and. You know, a lot of the comments about it, it's not making a push right now. It's making a push in August and September. That's when you want to get hot. So like, don't really worry about it. I, I don't know. Josh, what's your what's your take on the table at, the, at this moment?
1: Um, I mean, this is where you usually start seeing stuff with the USL where it's like, hey, not everyone has played the same amount of games with so few games being played already. It kind of it's hard to really wrap your head around because it's like, oh, this team has played 12 games this one has played 10 games and it's it's just yeah it, when there's so few games even though we usually wait until 10 games when all the other teams are at different number of games it doesn't really help that much but i do think you know what you can see is it's tight still 25 points at the top versus uh we're in fourth place with 22 points yeah. so we can still get all the way to the top of the table by just getting a win. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's it's not that, you know, uh, it, no
0: one's running away with
1: anything right now. And just keep that in mind.
0: Agreed. Um, Well, next, we head back to Florida to take on Miami on Saturday, 7 p.m., not 730, 7, 7 p.m., um, as we just saw, Miami are just a few spots back on us on the table. So, again, I mean, it, it's sort of a toss-up here. I don't think there's a ton that we can glean. I try to look through their most recent results. And because you're not comparing apples to apples, it's very difficult to get a sense. Two, two players to sort of keep an eye out for. Their keeper, uh, Connor Jack Sparrow, um, his middle name was given by me, not him, um, is tied for second with the most clean sheets. He has five out of 12 games. Uh, He's also tied for sixth on saves, so he's facing shots and he's saving them. Uh, And he's only allowed six goals in so far this season, so he's averaging like half a a goal per game. Um, We are currently averaging allowing one goal per game. So, you know, just to sort of put that in context, maybe it's going to be a bit of a defensive battle. Um, Even more so when you hear that their leading goal scorer only has three goals on the season, and that goal scorer is, drumroll please... Romeo Parks. So we get to see Romeo. Oh,
3: that's amazing.
0: <laughs> I I I knew you didn't read the notes and you didn't know it's so. no. Yeah. I had to, you know, put that out there. But it's so. interesting to Great. look
1: at their record though at home because they're they're actually worse at home right now than they are away. So I feel like that,
0: that was the story last season for them too. I don't I don't get yeah. any. It's weird. Yeah,
1: they're 2-2 two, two, and 2 at home. So it's, who knows? <laughs> so well, that's, that's
0: let's, let's not also forget that, you know, Miami was where this. Martinez is taken down and it's going to be a foul called on Mikel Williams. Trinidad and Tobago man called for his foul. Oh, no, it's a goal. When playing it out of the back goes wrong, Miami have conceded a howler. What happened there? He's saying no, <laughs> and it was the remember. infamous corner kick. So. I cannot
1: remember. I'm like watching, I'm like what, what,
0: what happened? I can't remember. <laughs>
1: oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there are only so many videos that we like have here on our little like control panel, and for whatever Cute reason, up. I never deleted those ones. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh wait, that was Miami. Yeah, let's pull that up. Why not? So uh. yeah, the Hounds. Uh, <laughs> You said, let's go crush them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. There's not, there's not much else that we can say about Miami. Um, guys thoughts, predictions on this one, Laura, Ellen, do you have any, uh, any sort of hot takes or anything you're looking for in this one?
2: Uh, zero hot takes. I think that given our away form, I will be thrilled with a one nothing win.
0: Lily special Josh, what do you think? I mean, uh, I'm
1: reluctant to say anything about winning anymore away just because the way we've been, you know, performing. But I feel like if you're going to win away against a team like Miami is probably who you're going to win against. Uh, Them not having the greatest home advantage uh, out there. And we've seen what they can do. It's not much. So I think we could win this one.
3: Kev? I feel good. Uh, we've bounced back well when we've lost this season. Um, I think if you if you remove, I mean, looking at our fixtures so far this season, if you remove the Cincy Open Cup game, uh, every game that we've lost so far, the next game we won. Um, so, uh, you know, let's let's do that. I don't I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think any of them were then away games so that might be kind of two two uh things colliding there but uh but no i i I think i think we're still a really good side you know we're still the side that we were all raving about at the beginning of the season i don't think that's gone away it feels like it's gone away a little bit um but you know I, i what what Classes, what form is temporary? Classes permanent. I mean, these are a good group of players, and and Lily's a very good manager, and
0: I think this will get this will get sorted out. Steve says, "Kick them while they're down." So, for those of you in the know, you'll like
2: this. You'll
0: get the show. Um,
2: goals <laughs> in no way promotes any kind of violence or any true. other human this being. Is My goodness.
1: <laughs> and and the, there's one issue with that is the fact that they just won their last game 4 0 against Charleston. Uh, granted, it's Charleston, and this Charleston year's Charleston battery table. are yeah. not good. So it's just, it is, you know, getting four goals in one game is good no matter what. Uh, so. I yeah. would not say they're, they're riding a high going into this game. So keep that in mind, because they did that away as well. They weren't even at home.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, I at this point, I think after everything we talked about and what we've seen, I, I think I'd be happy. I'll be happy with a point. I think we can get three. I will be happy with a point and come home and get ready for Detroit and like make that the big game and, you know, come back home and really blow things out. So, that is what we think. Let us know what you think. Now I think the moment we've all been waiting for. Premier League thoughts. Laura Ellen, you seem most excited by this. Lead us off. What, what did you, what did you ago, think of the season? Yeah, 25 years ago.
2: 20, 25. Here's the context for people who don't understand. 25 years ago, Brighton almost fell out of the bottom of the FA League in england and now they have finished ninth in the premier league i mean like think about that they are owned by one of their fans they have an amazing stadium that i cannot wait to go and see they are progressive they have lots of vegan food uh they have like uh, aside from that they have just really high quality character of players they i think are like one of the um they have uh, one of the lowest like expenditure levels. Um, anyway, go Brighton up the Albion.
0: <laughs> so, but I guess needless to say, you were happy with how the season finished.
2: Oh, what a glorious game that it was! Uh, we had a little watch party. The stateside seagulls, which is our U.S. supporters group. Um, I don't know how their tie dishes are, Liz. Um, but yes, I uh, yes, it was. We had a, a slump there in the middle of the season but really pulled it together um i'm just so excited i can't wait to go i hope we don't lose most of our players um yeah i'm just honestly i'm just like so excited and uh it's just i really love playing or uh, supporting a team who as a club like supports good progressive things in the world and like cares about their community and people who are differently abled and empowers them to enjoy the game of soccer that we all love. And so I think anyway, uh, I just couldn't be happier. And if anyone needs an EPL team, Brighton really is the one that you should be cheering
0: for. Sounds good. Josh, you had a bit <laughs> of a thriller towards the end of the season. Not there. suede. Michael's
3: not coming over to Brighton. Apparently that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's
2: the takeaway. Aston Villa can suck it.
0: listen we're leaving your holding midfielder alone we just got our own today don't worry it's fine
2: basuma has already been replaced we're fine he can go
0: (laughs) okay josh you guys you guys stayed up yeah yeah i think the last
1: time everton went down uh was in like the 40s i want to say um 1940s I think that's right uh and they have I think they were down for like five years it was like five seasons when they went down last time so it was scary you know just the the whole thing if you saw the match that they won uh against Crystal Palace in the midweek game it was just crazy it was at home it was you could tell the fans were all like just you have to win this game and they were down to zero. And it, yeah, it was just mayhem. It was awesome. Uh, I thought for sure the game was going to have an issue because after they scored the third goal, it's only the 80th minute. There's still a lot of game left and like <laughs> 30 people rushed the, <laughs> the field, but then like within literally like 30 seconds, they were all gone. I was like, oh, okay. Good. <laughs> because I'm like, no, 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 no! Don't do this. We, we we need to play this rest of this game. So yeah, it was it was interesting. But then once they won the whole game, it was just mayhem. Last game of the season against Arsenal, not so much. That one was pretty much like they had a good away section, and they were just pretty much singing "Spirit of the Blues" the whole time, and they didn't care that they were down by four. Like <laughs> just like whatever, <laughs> down by three. Yeah, <laughs> like whatever. Who cares? We're staying up. We don't really care about this game. So yeah, it, it's it's a lot of pressure off uh, and I'm just curious to see what the off season holds and what they can do to build this team back up because usually that ninth spot on the table, that's where Everton lives. All right. So don't get comfortable <laughs> there.
2: <laughs> oh, we're not, we're going to the Euros next season. So don't oh, even worry about okay. it. Yeah. Um, I also, Josh, you and Liz will be able to have your rivalries again next season. Fulham right. was promoted. So that's very exciting. Uh, and uh, Justin uh, just reminded me, Brighton did finish higher than Palace, which is really great. Uh Crystal <laughs> Palace is our arch rivals, and they're terrible. Anyway. Nice. Kevin, does anyone care? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Liverpool did get first. <laughs> what? Uh, those apples. I was what saying,
0: ball our, ball. our teams are a little t- more <laughs> intertwined than you probably would have hoped in the, uh, in the last <laughs> game of the season. So... I... I mean yeah no it's
3: I think we like Klopp was saying in, like in the second half of the season like Liverpool won 16 and drew 3 and still didn't win. like like it's like whatever man like they did great like I can't how could you possibly be like mad, like disappointed or upset when a team does that well, and so it's just it's it's been a really weird feeling over the past you know three or four odd years, cause it's like, yeah, you, you miss out, but it's like I can't, how can I be upset? Like they, so yeah, that's that was kind of my feeling on the last day. I, Mike, I I texted you. I was like, I didn't start the day with much hope, and I think the only way it could have maybe turned out a bit worse is a city lost and then Liverpool lost that would I was been, like, I was waiting to... for that
0: to happen. I was like yeah. the, the yeah. 70th minute when you know Coutinho scores and Aston Villa are up 2 nothing. I was like, "Oh, come on Liverpool. Like don't don't yeah. do this to yourself."
3: <laughs> that would have been tough. <laughs> but no, I mean to to then you know it's it's nice to I mean 3 goals in 6 minutes um I, that team deserves to get stuff as well. I mean, the city team's amazing. Pep's Hold on, amazing.
0: like they okay,
3: Mike. I'm getting a lot better at detaching myself from you know the pure
0: Liverpool essence of
3: you know success or failure. I just that's, hate that's city. I like
0: I I've, I've hated city for a few years now, and like literally, I keep going back to the fact that this off season, um, you know. I'm glad that Jack Grealish left Villa. I think there are a number of things that have fallen into the place that now Villa will actually be a better team without him. But Pep's argument was, we need him. Like, we need him if we have any hope of winning. And in the game, they needed to win for the championship. He didn't even get subbed in. He didn't start. He, they paid $100 million for him, and he rode the bench. <laughs> and it's like, you rich pompous... And I'm just going to stop right there, because Laura and oh, My God.
3: Obviously, you're emotionally attached to this, but what, I think I checked, like <laughs> no Greelish I... got like what Gre- like i th- I think I checked the numbers when you sent me that text. Like Grealish got twenty six appearances in the Premier League this season. I mean he he played, you know, and and if you want if you want to get ninety three points and win the league in this era, you uh, need listen. Listen, a super deep squad that you know plays, and but
0: you pay you paid a hundred million dollars for a player who won't even get on the field. We sub out Coutinho for marvelous Nakamba. Like, <laughs> there's your difference right there. What
3: a name! <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Like, you wonder why they lost? It's because in the 70th minute, we're we're pulling out our guys because they're gassed, and you're you know putting in Sterling. Like, yeah, okay, great way to buy your way to a championship. You turd blossom, so yeah, I'm just. I mean, These insults is.
2: don't even make sense. Yeah.
0: I'm censoring myself, Laura Allen. Jeez,
2: I appreciate it. But, but yeah, that's what this league is.
0: I mean,
1: this league is pay to play. Really, I mean, it, it's it's you you buy the best players, you get the most points. I don't I know. really know what to expect from this league. Yeah. Um yeah it, it takes the fun out of it if you try to think of it as like an actual fair competition
0: <laughs> because it's i not. mean i i was thinking about it a little bit and and you know i think that the the script writers were all ready for you know aston villa to beat city and stevie to get liverpool to win but the more i thought about it i was like this could be the best argument for stevie to go and ask for more money to buy players because it could be like look we were holding the champions to two nothing down in a game they had to win and I had to take off Coutinho to put in Marvelous Nakamba like give me players and my strategy will win and like yeah so But Mike
3: look I'm I don't I'm just like I at the end of this I don't really care but like you know it what like weren't you just making the argument that like you're kind of sick of everything just being about money and then, and you're just saying Villa need more money to then go compete
0: yeah, has I a mean, point. Has a point. Know. Listen, I'm not talking about that—that that Saudi oil money, though. Like, um, uh, you know, that's, that's <laughs> different gross. money. It's fine. It's, see, <laughs> totally but this, And this is, I think,
3: it's all the it's, same. It's honey. not for this. <laughs> you know that, right? It's yeah. not. It's. It's not for the. It's not for this podcast. But I think we have just arrived, and I don't want to go there now. But we've just arrived at the very interesting part of this entire conversation. Is there is a line somewhere? of good money or bad money like that's good or that's bad or that's too rich or that's not rich enough and i think we all silently live in this gray bubble area where we're all drawing our own lines of what's right or what's wrong what's acceptable what's not and it's just usually that never gets discussed and like formalized and that's fine like we don't need to (laughs) but it's just i think that's there and you know we're all just kind of making our own judgment calls
2: and now Kevin will begin his PhD program in philosophy
0: uh, to help us think about
2: what is right and wrong, and what is good money, and what is bad
0: money. Nah,
3: no, one, no one would listen to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's 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 do this real quick. The season just ended. Where will each of your teams finish next season? Laura, Ellen, what spot?
2: Um, realistically, I think... Probably eighth or ninth or tenth, like right in that range again next season. I think it's going to be another year until we bump up a little higher.
0: Josh,
1: I mean, honestly, probably closer to the (laughs) middle of the table. I would be would. I don't think we're going to be in this position again. I, I think they've learned their you know lesson. the The front office is like, okay, fine, we'll we'll do what we need to do to actually you know, get the players and all that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's more closer to like 12th.
0: Um, I'm hoping for Aston Villa to finish in that eighth, ninth spot as well. Laura Allen. I think that that what we're seeing is the weird draw power of Stevie G and like he'll just go and talk to people and they're like, yeah, I want to come play for you, which like I just haven't seen outside of like Pep or Klopp like he has like no back. He, he did well at Rangers like. Cool, good for you. But like, people are ready to just I mean, he,
3: jump. He in did and... really well at Rangers. I, I get <laughs> that.
0: But I'm just like, I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, people look at him more as a player and as like an icon. And it's like, yeah, I want to go play with you. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. You know, Suarez, Kev, your boy, might be back just wearing claret and blue. Really? So, yes. His, his, apparently his deal is up with uh, Atletico. And he's already said, like, yeah, that I'll come play be. for Stevie. Let's do it
3: amazing. <laughs> I would love that.
0: Kev, Liverpool winning it all next year? I'm,
3: I, I wouldn't have any justification to say that they'll get more than second. I mean, let me,
0: let me ask you this. There's, there's a let me chance. Ask you this. There's what's, what's more likely, are they more likely to win it or are they more likely to be outside the top four? Ooh. I mean, I
3: would say more likely to win it. Cause I, I, Barring a, an injury crisis that happened two years ago, I don't see us getting outside of top four. So in that sense, and and I think Carragher made made a good point. I the reason why why I was going to say you know Liverpool have the chance of losing Salah or Mane this year, and City just signed Erling Holland. In my opinion, the best <laughs> one of the best strikers in the world. So like it's ridiculous again, for man, me to suggest bathing that, in that get... oil money. Just <laughs> yeah, I mean so like it's ridiculous for me to say they're going to get first. But Car- Carragher makes a good point of saying. He actually thinks like getting Holland on City isn't going to make them more likely get 115 points. I mean, there's this kind of natural ceiling of like soccer randomness that happens that even if you're an amazing team in the Premier League, something happens and, you know, a Southampton beat you. So like it's not that Erling Holland now gives them plus five points at the end of every season that they would have got. It's more likely that Erling Holland is then just the decisive thing in big games that then maybe help them go on to win the Champions League or something. So, I, I still think it's it's not like a complete you know, just seal the envelope now and give City the the title next year. Um, but no, it'd be stupid for me to say no. Liverpool can still beat City. like <laughs> they can, but like you know they got Holland and they just won the league this year. So why would I say you know Liverpool are going to win? So.
0: Did did you see the interview where uh, somebody asked Holland like you know what are your thoughts and he's like oh I can't wait to go to to City and and win the champions Champions League like City and the and the and the interviewer was like when did City win the Champions League and he was like <laughs> no I mean like them I want to try to win the Champions League. <laughs> That's funny. No, yeah.
3: I I'm I'm excited to see Holland play more. I mean I Holland's one of my favorite players to watch. He's just this, you know, amazing, amazing player. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting.
0: I heard that he bought like everybody on the team and front staff like Rolexes when he left um as like a going away <laughs> present. So once again, see, but man, at the same time, I feel like that's what like a twenty-two
3: year old thinks, right? Like yeah. when you're twenty two, you're like I'll buy Rolexes for everyone. <laughs> They'd be like, okay, thanks. Like, I already have three, but cool. Like, I appreciate it or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. funny. Well, guys, I think that uh, that sort of wraps this one up. Is there anything else that, uh, that anybody else wanted to add in this one? Cool. Laura Ellen, it's, it's a it. pleasure as always. Thank you for dropping by and enlightening us with stats yeah anytime looking forward reason. to to seeing you guys in person in a few weeks
2: Oh yes, everyone come out june 4th yeah, yeah whatever that weekend is june 4th come on out it'll be fun to catch up with everyone and see people kev are you coming up please and thank you
0: no <laughs> no <laughs> he's got a new team year. he's, he's He's supporting Knoxville now, so you Please. know we're second fiddle. We're actually we're gonna go. We're, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the game this
3: weekend. Yeah, it'll be fun.
2: Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah.
3: Oh, good. All
2: right.
0: <laughs> Are you comparing I'm fine. I'm
3: fine. a fifteen-minute drive to a nine-hour one-way drive? I'm not upset. You're upset.
2: You have an electric car. It probably <laughs> would cost you like twenty dollars to get here,
0: and it'll drive itself. You it's just have time. to sit there.
2: I, you can all work. You go all, to right. pick, all you do is go to the let's, park and eat picnics. You let let's,
3: let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: this is your weekly reminder that the Black Lives Matter. We are proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasters covering local soccer. Help us all keep doing what we're doing. Head to BGN.FM. Click the Donate button to help us cover our expenses. Thank you for your support. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon.
3: Cheers. Later. Bye.